Hi, this is Charlie Peck for the Thriving Educator Podcast, and I'm here with Nick Mann. And Nick, you've been doing a lot of work to support educators and students with their mental health. So welcome to the show, and I'm going to let you talk all about that. So first of all, I'm glad you're here. Charlie, thank you so much. It is an honor to be on the show. I know you are also doing a ton of work, and I am of the abundance mindset. I know that you know, there's plenty of work to be done and I'm excited to connect with you, learn more about what you do and kind of share our message of educator and student mental health as well. Yeah. You know, I'm a part of um, the Teach Better team. There's an edu creator group, entrepreneurs that we get together. And I always think even if we're doing similar work, it's all, it all aligns and there's tons of it to do. So I never feel like we're in competition with each other, just supportive of each other. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. We can all we can all make the pie bigger and impact more people if we collaborate and learn from one another and push each other forward. So I love it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You need to tell people what you do because you've got two really important branches of mental health that you're doing in schools to, to support them right now. So tell people about that. Yeah. So our first program is the teacher fit program. We've been working in education in person and now focused since COVID mostly online. So the teacher fit brand is focused on proactive wellness for educators. That's mental health, that's emotional health, that's physical health, nutritional health, because the problem we saw with education, unlike a lot of corporate America, you know, who has healthy food options and really robust corporate wellness, when we were connecting with educators and we were leaning in and learning about the support that they had, we saw that didn't exist in education. There was, you know, we have a wellness night in September where, you know, there's some presenters and some booths about how you can take care of yourself or my personal district. I won't say the name that I was working in at the time. They had a gym for the whole district of thousands and thousands and thousands of educators across a very large county in Virginia, one of the largest, we can narrow it down. Um, and the gym was open from nine to four, Monday to Friday. When I talked to the wellness director and I'm like, Okay, that's great. When do the teachers get to come? Right. <laughs> and she didn't really have a good answer. So when we looked across the board, you know, we like, hey, we can do something with this. We, my partner and I, had already started building an online wellness platform just for general the general populace. So we, like, hey, let's lean in. Let's focus on education. It's something we're both passionate about. It. So we launched the Teacher Fit brand, and now again, we try to meet educators where they are. If you want to wake up in the morning and do a mindful practice, whether that's a breathing or a meditation to start your day, you pull up the Teacher Fit app and you can do it right then. If you want to work out after school with your co-teachers uh, in your classroom, you can throw a yoga class on the smart board and do yoga in your school. If you want to work out with your partner at night after the kids go to bed, something I'm leaning into, bedtime six or eight, depending on the kid, Hmm. 8.30, we have some personal time. Hey, let's do a meditation. Let's do a yoga class together. So meeting educators where, they at, where they're at so they can take care of themselves. All right. So you get this because you're a new dad. You have a baby at home. So how you have you... My, uh, right? tired eyes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's true. <laughs> they don't tell you too much about that part. But how have you adapted? Because you you know you can you have to adapt. And so you can really meet the needs of various people. Yeah, it's been a process. I mean, I've been a long time morning person. I owned a gym. I was in the military. I love to get up in the mornings and like read and meditate and, you know, do my morning routine to start the day. And lo and behold, Ruby, my beautiful four-month-old daughter, doesn't care 
about my morning routine. <laughs> so, you know, you adapt, you get it in where you, where you can. And I think giving yourself grace and like being okay with like, Hey, maybe I'll get this in tonight. Maybe I'll grab something real quick uh, on my lunch break. Or when I have some downtime in the day, I'll, I'll go back and I'll journal or I'll, I'll do my meditation or, Hey, she go, she's going to bed. Thank goodness for a little bit here at uh 6 30 PM, seven o'clock. And I'm like, I'm going to go get a quick workout in the garage gym, like just something quick so I can move my body. And it's again, being adaptable and giving yourself grace. Like it's a chapter, right? Mm -hmm. It's a chapter of life that we can grow through and learn more about ourselves and be set up for success. That's a good way to put it. I think everyone can relate to that. And teacher fit. It's, so tell me more about that. Where, where did that come from? Like why teacher fit? Yeah. So, I mean, I already, I was, I owned a gym post getting out of the Marine Corps and I had a lot of educators that were my members and I had started my after school program working with students and all the teachers from the school wanted to join in. They wanted to participate. And I was like, oh, I want to kind of keep it separate. Let's start an after school program for teachers. And we had our loyal five, six, 10 people that would come. And I'm like, there's gotta be something to this. And another school wanted it. And another school wanted the same. And I was like, I can only go so many places. It's a lot of driving. So what can we do? So we decided to brand it as teacher fit, keep it super simple, not that creative, but it's, it's worked to up until now. And we put it online, kept it very simple. And it's just kind of, it's taken off. We had some really cool partnerships early on that help us grow and meet a lot of new people. I actually worked with the teach better team. I was at their first conference, I believe, um, 2008, 19, maybe 19 yeah. or 20. Um, so we were able to leverage those partnerships and just lean into the community. And since then, I think we've worked with close to, if not over 400 schools or districts in four countries. So it's definitely a need that was out there and we were excited to kind of be a part of it. That's awesome. So if I'm an education leader, let's say I'm a principal of a school or a district leader, and I want to gift this to my teachers to let them know that yep. I... I really do care about their overall health and well-being. And we know it increases productivity and efficiency and all of that. What what does that look like? What like what how am I gifting that to them? What does that look like for me as a leader? Yeah, we've made it, we've learned that there's so much on principals or district leaders' plates that we have to make it as simple as possible. So a simple reach out, hey, we're interested in the program, we can do a demo obviously, so you know what you're getting. And, and I'm going to interrupt you there. I'm so sorry. But when you say you're going to do a demo, what is that demo like? What are they actually going to see, hear, experience so that they know exactly what they're investing in? Yes. So we have built out a the Teacher Fit app. It's a web-based app that's got a library of fitness, body weight, kettlebell, dumbbell, yoga, mental health resources, meditation, mindfulness, breathing practices, nutrition help, We've got a community uh, news feed on there and we put out a new post Monday to Friday. So if I'm a teacher, I can just log in and say, hey, what's Monday say? I'm just going to do this. I don't want to think about it. I just want to be well. And that's what we're going to show them. We're going to show them the platform. And then if they want to move forward, obviously we tried to make it as affordable as possible. So very affordable based on other programs that you would have in the district. We give you a link. You share that link with your educators, they log on and get access. One link, that's all you have to do. Share it out, put it on your website, put it on your wellness website, whatever it may be, and teachers can access 24-7, 365. 
Well, that's why I wanted you to, that's why I interrupted you. I, I know it's rude, but I, I wanted to pull that out of you as that community piece, Nick, because it is essential. This is what makes it different is that is a community of teachers who all understand what that experience is like. So they can meet up there and you get it. You're in that mindset. And so if I'm a leader and I want to pull for my mental health and wellness funding that I get, I can actually do this with my teachers. So what are they, what are teachers responding with when they get that from their leaders? Yeah, it's been great to see. I mean, they feel like they care. They feel like, hey, we're not just being classroom evaluations. We're not just doing another PD, right? And that's what we're trying to be differently. You know, a PD, a wellness PD, you're going to show up. Someone's going to talk to you or talk at you, depending on the presenter, for 30 minutes, 45 minutes at the end of your day when, you know, maybe you are receptive, maybe you're not, and then that's it, right? We want to give you something that, again, meets you where you are. And that's the gift we're allowing principals to have. This is a plug and play system where a principal could say, hey, if you want to do yoga, great, do yoga. If you just want to do breathing practices, do breathing practices. So it kind of, I think it shows educators that the principal isn't stuck in what we've always done. They're like, hey, this looks like a great resource that you can use according to your needs. And I'm going to, I'm going to share that with you. And the reception has been great. I mean, we get a ton of great feedback from both the individual educator and the school and district leaders. Yeah. And you know what, you, again, you know, this, one of the best things you can do as a leader, one of the best gifts you can give your teachers is time. Right. And if they, if you give them that time by saying, listen, I'm going to give you this hour of PD at the end of your day to go through the teacher fit app and you get to choose what you're going to do for your own mental health right. and wellness needs. And you're ticking that box for the initiatives, but you're also making your teachers happy. I mean, it's a great idea. I love, I really do love it. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the community piece because it is, you know, if you're a teacher in Iowa or you're a teacher in somewhere in Canada, we have Australia, New Zealand, wherever it may be, and you want to log in and you need support of some form or fashion, it doesn't have to be from the teacher next door. It can be from a teacher around the world. It's like, Hey, I'm struggling with my nutrition. I'm 38 years old. You know, I really love desserts who can help and myself uh our director of member success eric is going to jump in give you feedback and then also the community is going to help you mm -hmm. and the last piece of that is we do quarterly challenges that are focused on building meaningful sustainable and proactive habits so if you need that little kick in the bottom perhaps in the new year or in the summer we do a step challenge you know, you can join that challenge again, connect in the community, get the accountability and support that you need. Well, this is great to kick off at like a staff meeting to say, Hey, we're going to do this wellness challenge and everyone log in and let's, let's all follow it together as a staff. It's a great community builder that way too. So if, if a principal is investing in their community that way, there's a lot of growth. And then the social, I can see the social committee jumping in on that too. I mean, there's just a lot of opportunities here that I'm thinking about. And I know there's things that I haven't even thought about. So we're like, I know you have a lot of credibility here. Tell people what you're training for right now. You know what you're talking about. So I'm currently training for two ultra marathons. I've done some in the past, um, but these two are a little bit different. The first one is a last man standing ultra. Oh my gosh. So basically it starts at 8 a.m. And then every 40 minutes, you have to run two and a half miles until everyone quits and someone wins. So my goal is to win. Um, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, two years ago, I think 85 miles won last year, I think close to 70. So I'm hoping to push that limit. 
they don't announce the course, which is the challenge, the mental, the mental challenge, which I love is you don't know, is it going to be steep? Is it going to be road? Is it going to be, you know, trail, you know, what's the ratio there? So training for that. And then the second one is called the Georgia death race, super hard uh, race that starts at like 4 a.m. And it will probably take, me, <laughs> probably take me somewhere in the realm of 24 hours to finish. It's about 74 miles, I believe through the North Georgia mountains. So wow, that's, that's what I'm training for currently. I mean, it's kind of neat that you're doing this good for you for pushing yourself. And I mean, you're getting out in nature. There's a lot of positives to this and it sounds a little miserable too. So <laughs> good for you. Yeah. The reason I love doing them, I've done a lot of stuff physically in my background. Obviously I've, I've owned a gym, I've competed in CrossFit. I was in the Marine Corps, you know, I've always been active through sports and that kind of thing, but really it is mental for me. It's mental and emotional. And that's why I do it. Like how, how can I push myself? Like, and it's who I can become from now until that race. What training am I doing? What are my habits I, I have to put in place? Do I, do I need to get up early? The days that Ruby doesn't sleep and I still need to go for a run. Like, what are those habits I'm building? Who am I becoming? The race is second. Like, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't, great. Like, mm -hmm. I'll be someone, I'll develop, I'll grow in some way from now until then. That That's really what it's about for me. That's good. I mean, truly, a lot of people like me would struggle with that, but also be exhilarated by the challenge of it. And that's what it sounds like for you. It's, it is an incredible challenge. And so here's what I'm wondering too. So many people know that they really want to get involved in something, even if it's just getting off their butt and going for a walk every day, but there are just barriers there. So how do you get someone to truly make that transition from I'm sitting down every day. I'm thinking about, I know I really want to get up and walk, but I'm not doing it. What do you tell them to do next? Yeah, so I work when I coach on the theory of constraints. Like, what's that first barrier, just like you said? And I break it down as simple, simple as possible. And I get this from John Wooden. So famous UCLA, UCLA basketball coach, probably the most winningest basketball coach ever in college basketball coach, maybe Coach K passed him. But he would start every year of coaching with teaching his players how to tie their shoes. Brilliance at the basics. So if I'm someone who wants to build a habit of going for a walk every day, which I am a huge fan of, if we just start there, you can build compounding interest. What am I going to tell you? All I want you to do is put on your shoes and stand outside your front door. That's it. Just get there and that's a win. Because lo and behold, if you get your shoes on, if you get your clothes on, and if you open that door and take that step, nine times out of 10, you're going to walk to the end of the driveway and you're going to start walking. Yeah. But it's that those moments from the bed to the shoes, from the shoes to the door that our mind is playing tricks on us. And it's like, you don't need to do this. This is not who we are. But if you can fight through that, those little things, I'm going to put my shoes on. I'm going to get dressed in my fun outdoor fitness outfit. And I'm going to step out the front door. Again, nine times out of 10, you're going to take action. You're going to follow through. And I don't want you to walk an hour. I just want you to go for a 10-minute walk. And once we build that, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, let's go 15. See what happens. See how you feel. And again, it's just that compounding interest, brilliance at the basics. All right, let's go back to the, the bed. You're in bed. You got, you got to wake up. You're excited to wake up, but you're more excited to do something else. And so that's what you're like, I'm not going to go for the walk, even though I really want to start it. I'm going to get dressed and start my day instead. So what do you, what do you do there? And I, I would imagine this is a problem for people 
that do struggle to get out of bed, like even that part. So how do you get someone out of the bed and into the shoes rather than to something else? Yeah. So big fan of James Clear, author of Atomic Habits. Um, and he's all about making habits easy, setting yourself up for success. So it's an easy decision to get out of bed, to hydrate, to put those shoes on, to take action. So my advice to you would be, I'm going to make my plan the night before and I'm going to write it down. So, you know, I have a journal with me like at all times and I'm going to say tomorrow morning, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. I'm going to immediately drink this glass of water that I've already set beside my bed because it's easy, right? I don't have to go get a glass of water. It's right there. So I'm going to start my day with being hydrated. I'm going to lay out my clothes right next to the bed. So I don't have to go in my closet and I'm looking around and I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to wear. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's setting ourselves up for success, having a plan. And then obviously there's a level of personal accountability to stick to the plan, but make those habits easy for you to be successful. I hear a theme there. And I agree with you. I think that is essential in anything that we're going to do, especially when we're in crisis, we feel like we're in chaos or we just feel down. It is the little pieces that are just going to keep us going. So I appreciate that. You you really did break that down in a way that's meaningful for people. Um, so let's let's talk about, unless there's, a, is there anything else about teacher fit that you think we need to know before we talk about advocate and education? So the last thing is we are about to launch. We actually launched sign up today for the Teacher Fit New Year. Here's the theme, Brilliance at the Basics Challenge. Um, it's a six-week challenge. You can do it as an individual educator or you can do it as a school. Um, that link will be all of our social media. The social media stuff is going out this afternoon. I'm not sure when this will be shared, but that kicks off on, let's see, checking my date real quick. In public, January 22nd. So the challenge kicks off the 22nd. We wait till everyone's back in school. They've had a chance to get settled before we dive into that. So that launches soon. If you're looking to give your staff a reason to be excited to take care of themselves or you personally know, hey, I need that little, little push. It's a great opportunity. Six weeks of focused wellness content compounding on one another through sustainable habits. So if they're hearing this any other time of the year, it's not the new year where people are excited to try something new and I have a resolution. Um, can it still be as effective? Absolutely. And we do we do challenges quarterly. So we'll have a challenge in the spring, challenge in the summer, and we do our big welcome back to school challenge as well. But we put out content constantly on our platform. The community is always there. We have you know our daily mindfulness movement and yoga 365 days a year. So we don't take summers off, which is a great time for educators. Obviously, they have a little more time, a little more freedom. They can dive into their wellness. So yeah, any time of year is a good time. Yeah, that's exciting. And you and I connected, well, a couple of different ways, but you were at the virtual summit for, for our educators. And right. so we host that in August. So it sounds like it's going to be around the same time again for you. So we can, we can yep. link up there and our listeners can get a part of that. And you offered a nice little discount for them too, didn't you? For the summit? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sponsored it. Okay. And then also we're going to be running one in April, which is in the spring. And it's going to be a whole school community wide where parents and educators are going to come together. Very cool. Yeah. So listeners, you need to look out because I think Nick, you're going to be a part of that too. 
I think it's a great idea. I really do. I think um, it's unique and it's clearly working. So you're you're supporting teachers this way. Now, now you're doing something new or something that you're developing for students. So talk about that. Yes. So I want to tell a little story about a student named Eric. Um, when I had my after school program, as we were developing Teacher Fit and building that, he was in seventh grade at the time and went through our after school program. It was a middle school after school program focused on, again, mental and physical wellness. And we really connected. And him and a couple of the other students would come to my gym a couple of nights a week, also to train for free, you know, workout in our classes. He ended up just really loving it. He's the child of an immigrant mother, single mother, um, you know, English, not his first language. So had been through a lot of challenges in his upbringing and just really dove into health and fitness and loved it. Fast forward two years, I continue to mentor him as he goes into high school, into the COVID era. And I have actually moved out of the state of Virginia at this point, but we're still connecting. We're talking on the phone once or, once or twice you know, a week or every two weeks. And you know, he's really going through a hard time. And this is when they were already back in school, um, but it was post-COVID and he was lonely. He felt isolated. He had lost a bunch of friends through COVID because he was kind of home alone for almost two years. Mm -hmm. And he was asking me for help and leaning into me, whereas I'm across the country and I'm like, Eric, do you have a school counselor? Do you have an advocate in your school that you can, you can turn to, you can talk to in person, you can get resources? And the answer was no. I was like, do you know your school counselor? No. So that's just the entrepreneur in me, just like red flags going off. Like, how, how can I do something? And that's the burden of an entrepreneur. I think is I, I I've got to create something to help solve this problem. What can we do to, to, to help Eric and the, the hundreds of thousands of Eric's that are out there. So I started talking to our community of counselors that were part of our teacher fit program and hearing that I've got 250 students. I've got 500 students. I've got 600. I'm the only counselor in the school. And, you know, kids come looking for me, but lo and behold, counselors are on lunchroom duty and they're, they're doing bus duty and they're also doing this and doing this. And, you know, I, I don't, I can't reach my students. I am a 100% reactive. So we started building and we developed a student mental and emotional check-in platform, advocate in education. And it basically gives a, the students a voice and the counselors or school leader or school advocate the ability to have an ear to students in need. And it gives that student voice from a safe place on their Chromebook, on their tablet, on their iPad. They can simply check in and say, I'm feeling okay. Or if they're not feeling okay, they can say, I'm not doing well today. I'm stressed about testing. And they can check a simple box. And this is where the magic happens. They can check a box and say, I need help. I would like to talk to my counselor. And that's going to report to the counselor, to the school leader. So we can then proactively go seek that student out as opposed to waiting back and hoping they come to us. So we're going to get reporting on how our school mental health is doing. We're going to get notified when students are in need. So we can go to that student, we can provide the appropriate intervention and get that student to a better place before they get along a path that we can't turn around. Wow, so we've been working on that for three years. We've just launched our final, or not, maybe not our final version, but version two after testing for two years. And 
you know, I've never been more excited about a program. I love teacher fit. I think it is beneficial and we're changing educator wellness, but if we can reach students who are in need, who are experiencing, you know, depression, anxiety, maybe abuse at home, whatever it may be, you know, we give those students a voice. We can absolutely save a life and change a life. And that's where, that's where my real focus is today. Wow. Well, when we talk about a thriving school community, we talk about the different, like all the pillars, all the pillars that are important. So there's the teachers, there's the students that you're looking after. Is there any way that you incorporate parents at this point, or is that in the background or what's going on there? So we don't currently loop in parents. They're not in the network of communication. We That's something we looked at early on. You know, do the, do the parents have to create the account? Do they have access to the journal of the student check-ins? Right. And a lot of the schools, you know, had different opinions on what that should look like. And again, to keep it as simple as possible, we know that every classroom has a thousand things going on. We're trying to limit the amount of things we're putting on teachers' plates that have to implement. So we just kept it. Student checks in. School leader, school counselor gets notified. That's it. We don't want to replace the school counselor or replace the important communication between the school and the parent. We want to facilitate success and ease on that counselor's plate so that they can multiply themselves and be okay handling the average of 408 students in the U.S. or 402, I think, in Canada or more. Um, you know, they can do their job well as opposed to just surviving. Yeah, it's a, it's a real problem. And it's okay that you haven't looped in parents because that way you're getting laser focused on supporting the school personnel there. And then that way that trickles down to the students, of course. So anytime we make their jobs a little easier and energize them, it's going right. to radiate out, radiate out to the kids. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Is there anything else that we've missed that you want just to make sure everyone knows about? No, I think my message is just keep pushing forward. You know, I talk to a lot of educators on a daily, weekly, monthly basis via our platforms and through Advocate and everything else. And it's easy. We're in the second half of the year to get burned out, to be to be down as we head into the final few months. And, you know, you deserve to take care of yourself and your students deserve you to be your best. Like I can't impact student mental health without you being an advocate, without you being mentally, physically, and emotionally well as well. So I just encourage you to keep pushing forward, stay positive, and be that thriving school community that, Charlie, you work on so hard. Yeah, we all are. Aren't we all working on that? <laughs> so, yeah. And where can people find you, Nick? Yeah, so depending on the program you're interested in or both, um, you can go to teacherfit.com. Um, that's going to be all the information you need there for TeacherFit advocate in edu.com for advocate and then teacher fit on all the social media platforms. That's where we originally started. So Twitter is our biggest platform that we post on. So you can find us there and we'll point you in the right direction. That is great. I have it of course, in all of the notes for on the website for the episode, but thank you for the work that you're doing and everybody look out for Nick's work at our virtual summit coming up in April. And then again in August, because I can't wait for you to put this offer out there and we get more people involved. I think it's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Charlie. It's always an honor to connect and I look forward to continuing to support your work as well. Thank you, Nick.